0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's the June 2008 edition of our monthly worldwide open reading. Happy to have you listening. Looking forward to hearing your poetry. Uh, call in, read your poetry. The number to call in is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. We'll put you on the air. You'll read your poetry. It'll be a fine experience for all, uh, all included. Um, There are no content and style restrictions, um, and depending on how many people we have uh, waiting to call in, you may get to read more than one poem as well. It's a beautiful day here in Southern California. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about the Poetry Superhighway Contest, which is coming up. We'll be starting the contest in early July, and we're just now putting all the details together. But I recently put out a call for sponsors and already over 24, I, th- I think it's about 24 sponsors have signed on, and we have 80 prizes from those folks. Uh, and the way that it works is that if you do enter the contest, which again you can't do till July, you'll get a prize just for entering, some kind of prize of interest to poets and writers. Could be a book, could be a magazine subscription, could be a, uh, a subscription to an online poetry website of some kind. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the cool things about our contest. We give prizes to every single person just for entering, regardless of what their score in the contest is. But right now we're looking for sponsors. And so if you sign up as a sponsor, and there's a link right on the front page of the Poetry Super Higher website with all the details on how to do that, you will get, in exchange for whatever it is that you donate, a free classified in the Poetry Superhighway classified section for the duration of the contest which is roughly July through the end of September and uh, that goes out in our weekly email which I'm sure most of you receive to thousands of people thousands of people I'm not making that number up Uh, So uh, lots of people advertise in it and uh, get a lot of good results in it because it's all poets and writers. So just for donating a prize or prizes to the contest, you get your ad in there. You get listed as a sponsor. Um, It's a cool, cool thing. So uh, click on Sponsor the 2008 Contest from the main Poetry Superhighway menu, and uh, you will find out all of the information on that. While the phone lines are already full, it's a bit overwhelming, which means that uh, if you're calling right now, you might be getting a busy signal. So we're going to start getting through these calls in the order that we have them because we want to hear your poetry starting right now with a caller from the 330 area code hello. 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 I guess that's me. That's you.
2: Oh, goody. (laughs) And who is this? Uh, My name is Bonnie Wilhelm. Bonnie Wilhelm, and I live in East Canton, Ohio.
1: East Canton, Ohio. Yes. Well, great, Bonnie. Um, And do you have a poem to share with us?
2: Yes. Uh, It's called The Flowers. Great. And I wrote it um, because I was carrying flowers around in the back of my car to put on my mother's grave, and I kept putting off doing it, and so I decided to write this poem. Should I start reading? Go right ahead. Okay. I thought I would bring some flowers to put on your grave today, but time slipped quickly by until it finally slipped away. I had a lot of errands to run that took up most of my day. I went to the bank and to the store and bought a game to play. A friend called, and we talked for a while, and then I had some lunch. I read the paper and read the mail and ate a Nestle's crunch. Soon it was time for my show on TV, and the day turned into night. I never made it to your grave, for my time became too tight. Another day has slipped away, but the flowers are still in my car. I had more errands I had to run, and the cemetery seems so far. Maybe tomorrow I can find the time to get up to your grave. If nothing comes up to change my plans, somehow I'll find a way. It looks like I will never put those flowers on your grave, for time is fragile, and I never thought that in a grave I'd lay. The flowers wilted in the back of my car as errands filled up my day. I found the time to do everything but what I planned to do today. I made a promise that I would place some flowers on your grave, but excuses was all I gave you after I walked away. Now here I lie among the flowers I should have brought to you. Too late I realized the promise I made was one I wouldn't do. And as I lie here under the ground, the flowers wilt above, and someone else has promised, too, a gesture made from love. They promised to bring me flowers to place upon my grave, but like me they'll be too busy with errands filling their day and time will pass so quickly by until it slips away. That's
1: it. Well Bonnie um I hope you don't pass away for another 300 years first of Thank all. Thank you. <laughs> um and second of all um you know we we can try to to make sure that no one forgets to put flowers on your uh, on your on your stone when when that happens. Again in at least 300 years from now.
2: Yes that would be nice. <laughs>
1: Cool. So, do you uh, do you get to poetry readings in Canton?
2: Uh, I've never been to but one, and I, I don't know where they're at or nothing. So, uh, they had one at the library, and and that was the only one I ever got to go to.
1: <laughs> well, you know, did you read in the
2: reading? Yes, I read several of my poems there.
1: Great. Well, you know, maybe it's still going on. Or if anyone is listening from uh, Canton, maybe you can call in and let us know of some other readings happening there, so we can pass on that information. Bonnie, I'm thanks so much. Trying to
2: get so mu- one organized.
1: Oh well, there you go. Then, then, uh, then you'll know exactly when and where it's happening. Yes. Cool. Well, Bonnie, I really appreciate you calling in.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And call in again, okay?
2: Alrighty. Thank you.
1: And don't die for three hundred years.
2: Alright, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bye.
1: Bye. All right, that was Bonnie Wilhelm from Canton, uh, East Canton, Ohio, uh, our first open reader today. A full panel of callers are uh, are available. If you'd like to call in, uh, 646-716-7362. That's the number. I've got a caller from the 202 area code. Hello.
3: Hi, this is Susan Meehan. Hi, Susan. I took part in the... Uh, uh, one day online, and as a matter of fact, I think I got more downloads than anybody, which oh, the, totally free, astonished me.
1: The ebook free for all. I'm sorry. The the ebook free for all. You yes. you put a book in for that. That's great. Yes,
3: that was such fun to do. Thank you for thinking of it. It was very creative.
1: Well, you know, it, sometimes late at night, I've got nothing to do but think <laughs> up, of, you know, strange things for people to be involved with. So. I'm just happy that you embraced it and participated, and congratulations on so many downloads.
3: I would, again, I was very surprised. What was we're, the name we're of your book? Please. Pleased.
1: What was the name of your book?
3: Quirks and Seconds.
1: Well, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Have you gotten any feedback uh, from people who downloaded the book?
3: Yes. I got... Uh, f- Uh, a fair bit of uh, feedback and I I put up uh, some of my slightly odder poems and I was surprised uh, at how many people took them seriously Uh, (laughs) it was really uh, it was a fun opportunity to, uh, to try out some things that probably wouldn't see the light of day otherwise but were essentially well written poems uh, anyway, people seem to enjoy them.
1: That's great. So you know, things that you meant kind of in a humorous way that, that people took in sort of a serious way, or you were being tongue in cheek, and people didn't quite get that. Is that what you mean?
3: Uh, the the first, I I they were on subjects that were just a little off the beaten path, and I uh, I wasn't expecting. People to take them terribly seriously. Uh, there were one or two there that were serious, but there were others that were um, meant in a lighthearted way. At any rate, my Christmas list got uh, got the message to uh, uh, to check it out, and uh, actually, they were very patient because. I somehow managed to put the, the poems in backwards. It was my fault. <laughs> and, and we started with the last poem. But uh, They didn't hold that against me.
1: Well, that's good. Where are you calling from, Susan, by the way?
3: I live in Washington, D.C., in DuPont oh. Circle. Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Well, great. So let's uh, let's hear a poem.
3: Well, I'll, I'll read the poem that I... It's a, just a short one that I usually end my poetry readings with. And it's called, What Do the Neighbors Think? I have no curtains at all. I don't care if they see me dancing in my nighty, playing the piano with feathers in my hair, making a mock-growling, leaping attack on you. Let them look in and enjoy... Even if their paltry shadowed pleasure lies only in being shocked at the shameless hussy next door.
1: <laughs> well that's a great one to end with. Uh uh, uh your reading's not our show, I should say. Um, well, I suppose it would be a good one to end the show with too. Maybe I'll have you call back and do that. You know, just leave you know, leave people with the concept of shameless hussies on their on yes, their lines. So. Yes. I can go, out, and go out into the world and seek seek them out so do you do many readings in the D.C. area?
3: I do uh, a fair number of readings lately it's been a little rough because I have read a number of poems at funerals lately not to uh, speak of uh, the person who read just before me but I have and it's been uh I don't know it's been a difficult spring that way, but uh yes, I do a fair number, and I'm working with uh Grace Cavalieri, who you may know is a uh a pretty well known regional poet uh, and I'm hoping to put out a book this year.
1: We should well, well great susan uh, and, and I hope you get the poems in the right order on that.
3: <laughs> You can be sure that I've learned how to do a PDF better as a result. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it and thanks for participating in the in the free for all as well. It was um and, and call in again, okay?
3: Sure.
1: Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Susan Meehan from calling from Washington D C area. Uh she says she lives in a uh, DuPont circle, so just go go hang out there and I'm sure you'll run into her maybe a a flash mob poetry reading will break out or something like that um... the call-in number if you want to call in and read your work is area code six seven three six two. Two. and the uh... cool thing about the uh... blog talk radio is that number never changes that's always our call-in number every time so you could get that tattooed to yourself uh... and uh... And you'll never forget it. You can call in from from everywhere, even if it's you know just a temporary tattoo or I don't know. You can have a card made up. You can call from anywhere that you are. Uh, you don't have to be at your computer to uh, to uh, call in the show. So that's the number. Um, if you uh, are going to call in and you happen to be in the chat room, which you would uh, see if you were on the Blog Talk Radio page, or uh, if you happen to be on AOL Instant Messenger, if you if you message me with the prefix of your phone number, uh, then I will know that it, uh, who it is that's calling in so I can refer to you by your actual name and not by your phone number. Uh, it doesn't really matter uh, if you do that, but if you do, it's just one extra little bit of niceness that we can bestow upon you. So, uh, right now we have a caller from the 505 area code. Hello.
4: Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, that's good. My name is Cassandra Tribe. I'm calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: Hi, Cassandra. Hi. Welcome aboard.
4: Yes, this is a little different for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've never uh, talked on the phone before?
4: Um, actually, I try and avoid it like the plague, but I've never called in to do a reading before.
1: Well, um, it's all about the new experiences.
4: Oh, I'll say.
1: <laughs> and I, I hope this is a good one for you. Um, So do you have a poem to share with us?
4: Uh, Yes, I do. I have one from a collection that is from a book that should be coming out sometime this year, Um, and it's called, the piece I'm going to read is called Little Disease.
1: Say the title one more time.
4: Little Disease.
1: Missile Disease. Okay. Great. Okay. Read on.
4: Oh, Little Disease. Would you take from me all that life has come to me? If you were to look at me, if I were to place myself before your eyes without costume or mask, you could trace the history of my life by the path it has left on my body. Here is the scar from the time I fell down and discovered just how yellow I could become. A smooth, healed place glows white on my wrist, where my first love grew tired of my inattentive fist and used her teeth to voice her dissatisfaction. There are marks on my feet from a race run long and shoes just out of the box. A thin scar there, no, here, from the shattering glass of a bomb thrown to scare. And my arms bear the various and sundry marks and wounds from a work too hard for most. But it cleanses me. What you cannot see are the injuries within and the little disease that lives inside me. My little friend who most likely will be my last company and end. It strikes me as funny. That I wear my past on my body. Yet the future is something you cannot see. Only I know it is already written deep within me. In my cells, sleeping so sound. Tossing fitfully when the nightmares come round. My whole life now. My whole life. Which... Till now was so absent-minded as to not feel the pain as I picked up my scars along the way. My whole life is devoted to paying such close attention to my little friend's whims that sometimes it seems as if my little disease is quite a bit larger than me. Sometimes but I am learning that although my past may be tattooed and carved into me, it is nothing more nor less than an interesting but harmless memory. And my future, so clearly written down, isn't even close to being here. And in between, in between there are years I know and take comfort in the knowledge that unlike my youth and the years I passed it in I do not go into the future alone my little disease my little friend will be the type of companion who will always remind me to look closer and pay attention don't miss a thing For unlike before, I am so very aware of my end, and wish to live the years leading to it, rather than read how they have been from the pages of my skin. That's it.
1: Cassandra, thank you very much. <laughs> dramatically read. Um, so you're, you know, how was the experience of reading it on the phone? Uh, since this is your first time doing that.
4: Um, actually, that's good. Like I absolutely forgot I was on the phone. It helps. I'm wearing a, a hands-free device.
1: <laughs> so you're just probably, uh, I don't know, in your home alone, wandering around, dramatically reciting this poem.
4: Yeah, basically in my underwear, basically.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's how we like it here on the Poetry Superhighway uh, <laughs> we have a motto in my house it's no pants um, but um, cool well I really appreciate you calling in and reading okay and uh, do you do You sound like you, you have some experience reading out loud do you participate in in readings in New Mexico
4: um, yes I do some I actually uh, have several CDs out I've been uh, writing and recording for about eight years I have a website called LovingWords.com, and I've started making performance videos. So in front of a camera, I can really let loose.
0: Cool.
1: LovingWords.com, is that?
4: Love and Words.
1: Love and Words. Okay. Yes. Great. Well, um, people should go there and check out, uh, check out your work. There's samples people can, can listen to and watch?
4: They can listen to, watch, read. Um, I blog daily as well. Um, it's, writing is basically my life.
1: Fantastic. Well, um, don't put any clothes on on our account. Um, <laughs> and uh, Cassandra, thanks for calling in. Please call in again, okay?
4: It was it was a lot of fun. It was a great joy. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. That was uh, Cassandra from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Moving along. Um, I forgot to mention. Yeah, yes, you can message me. But wouldn't it be nice if I gave you my uh, instant message screen name so you knew what uh, what uh, wh- who to send that message to? It's Rick Poet. R. I. C. K. P. O. E. T. If you want to let me know what phone number you're calling in from, or just send me a private message or ask a question or whatever you want to do, I'm I'm online right now. Rick Poet. That's the uh, AIM AOL screen name. Um, or you can just mention it in the chat room as well. Uh, moving along, we have a caller on the air from the five six one area code. Hello.
0: Hello. Hi, Rick. Hi. It's Martin Steulia. Hey, Martin. Thanks very much for the honor of making me the Poet of the Week. I was very thrilled to receive your news. It was very nice of you. Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for sending in the poem. Thanks. Uh, I've, got, uh, I've got, I don't know if you, I, I can read that poem for you, and I've got another two little short ones. Would you like to hear, hear them, or uh, would you like me just to confine myself to the one that made me the Poet of the Week?
1: Um you can read that one or you can read a different one. I think we're we're working with one poem uh, per person right now cuz I got a lot of callers, but uh you know it's it's your choice. Any you know people can log in and read the poet of the week poem. Uh, Martin is one of the poets of the week this week. You, um y'all probably got the uh, email about that. So um you know it's your choice. I guess uh if you wanted to read that poem it'd be great to hear it in your voice at the same time uh, if you wanted to read something else uh you know
0: whatever you want to do. Okay, fine. Uh... I've got a, uh, a little series in, con- in conjunction with um, uh, prayers. This one's called, Can We? Now that our hearts are melted into one, we'll have to try harder to live unashamedly and save the stitches that keep us together and seams that sparingly hold like an overweight potato sacks, open mouths held together with gut strings hanging from the threads of our joints. Now that our hearts are turning to one bag, we'll just have to try that much harder. That's it. <laughs> that's great. Um,
1: um, yeah, you can check out another one of Martin's poems. Um, he's a Poet of the Week this week. Just Poetry just went up yesterday with Eric Evans. Um, and uh, we hear from your accent you're from South Africa, is that right? From South Africa, that's right. But right now, you're, you're, uh, as I Recall from your bio, you're you're in uh, Delray Beach, Florida.
0: Living in Delray Beach, where the humidity goes, touches 100 degrees sometimes, and it's pretty warm. But uh, tomorrow, I'm off to Switzerland, so I'm looking for some cool weather. Nothing but
1: snow and mountains
0: there, and apparently some chocolate. Plenty of chocolate, dark chocolate and light chocolate, milk chocolate.
1: Well, you'll, you'll bring us back some, won't you?
0: Oh, of course, I'll bring you one that's half eaten because I'll let you, I like to sample the, the things I give away first.
1: <laughs> well, you don't have cooties, do you? Do I have? <laughs> if you're going to bring us a half chocolate, I'm just concerned that you, 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 that you don't have cooties.
0: Oh, I don't know what a cootie is. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's
1: a youth disease that doesn't really exist.
0: Oh, just oh, okay. Well, that's worth trying as well. Okay, I'll I'll think of that one. Cool. Oh. Well,
1: well, um, safe travels, Martin, and thank you very much for calling in and reading your poem.
0: Uh, thank you very much uh, for hearing me online, and uh, it's nice to have you in uh, in my writing life. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Rick. Oh, hey,
1: why are you going to uh to uh, Switzerland, by the way?
0: I'm going up to a little place called Stadt. G S T A A D. Uh, Roy Emerson is an old, old friend of mine. You may have heard of him, the tennis. He's a Grand Slam champion. And uh, I'm going to play tennis with him at a camp there and and uh, ten other people. I'll be there for a week. And then I'm going on to Paris to, to, to uh, sail along the uh, Seine to the Normandy beaches. I write a lot of war poetry, so... I want to get the feel at uh, Omaha Beach. I want to get the feel of the battlefields there. There's a very big American c- military cemetery there. I want to get the feel of it and do some writing on the spot or just to you know, just to build up uh, my feelings. So that's what I'm going to be doing for next month.
1: Well, that's great. Sounds like a great trip, and I, we look forward to uh, whatever uh, whatever poetry comes out of it um, um, in future editions of Poetry Highway Live.
0: Okay, fine. We can all the best. Take care. Thanks a lot. Me too. Bye, Martin. That was a Martin Steele
1: uh, in Delray Beach, Florida, uh, formerly of Johannesburg, South Africa, calling in on his way to Switzerland and Paris. Uh, uh, nothing to be jealous about there. Um, call in at 646-716-7362. Uh, read your poetry. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. Um, online now is a caller from the 705 area code. Hello.
5: Good afternoon, Rick. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Awesome. And who is this? Alex Journey calling from Sault Ste. Hello. Ontario, Canada, sir. Hey, Alex. Good to hear you again. Yes, sir. How is uh, everything going, Rick? Everything's going great. Awesome. It's fantastic here. I'm it's not going, going to great. Switzerland and in, in Paris tomorrow, but you know, other than that, it's fine
5: now we all have
1: different kind
5: of work we have to do in life and once we're retired we can go around and do different things like that as
1: well. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's not why I'm not going tomorrow because uh, I prefer to go before I'm retired, but, um, but uh, I'll, I'll try not to be too bitter about it. Um, um, but uh, how, how are things in Ontario? Things in Ontario are great, Rick. Excellent. And uh, you got uh, something to read?
5: I have one poem for you today. It is called, Presence Will Manifest Itself. And it goes like this. Are we on the same page? The writing's on the wall. We only have to read what our souls have written. As we begin to peruse, it's like someone turned on the lights. As I see the lines of your face, the memories return. The etchings start to make sense. As the daylight breaks on the horizon, we see the true scope, what has been a multi-life undertaking. Our trail is being groomed for a time that is nearing. We are the integral parts of an esoteric clock. The tumblers in our chambers are set to open precisely at a time of a specific earth rotation. When this occurs, one time period will end as the next emerges upon an incandescent plane. The writing will continue. We will act as the bearers to a sound that will encompass all atmospheres. We carry not a weight on our shoulders, as this is no burden. This is a privileged purpose which we honorably fulfill. As time moves forward, more to us will be revealed. As to the exact extent, how this will transpire. We know when and where our presence will manifest itself to unlock the mysteries to the truth of our
1: existence. Fantastic, I'm um, Alex. Thanks for uh, sharing that with us. Very welcome, Rick, and I hope things are going very well for you in l a Life is good in l a right now. The summer is upon us uh, um, and uh, things are getting uh, things are getting good. Yeah, it's just like the stock market right now with iron ore and gold and uh, a couple
5: other things and oil. Yes, my life is is just like the stock
1: market. Um, All the way up, Rick. Never look down. <laughs> Never. Um, Never. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that blessing, and um, thanks again for calling in, Alex. Good to hear your voice again. Yeah. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. That was uh, Alex Turney from Ontario, Canada. A uh, bunch more callers on the air. We uh, it's about halfway through the show now. Uh, congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it to the halfway point. Uh, This is an accomplishment. We do have a couple open lines, so if you uh, want to read, now's the time to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. And we are going to a caller from my neck of the woods, someone from the 818 area code hello.
6: Rick, John Epstein here. Hey, John. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Great show. Thanks. Welcome back to Poetry Superhighway Live.
6: Thanks. It's a pleasure. Really enjoying some of the uh, talented people calling in today. Just really amazing work.
1: So a lot of, I have mater- a lot of different kinds of material.
6: Yeah, it's really, I, I, I totally love it. Um, I, you know, I'll just tell you this. I went to a recent uh, open mic at the uh, Cafe Bolivar, uh-huh. um, which was, a, I found out about it as a result of being on your email list, which was just a phenomenal event.
3: Hmm.
6: I don't know if you're familiar with Beth or not, but she's really incredible.
1: Yeah, her, uh, Beth Amato, she does uh, d- uh, Down Home, it's called, right? Yes, um, yes. Once a month, and um, she puts together kind of a mixture of music and poets.
6: Yeah, it was, um, uh, I, it was, it was unbelievable.
1: I've been to a couple of those, uh, one where um, I was a guest reader, and they didn't have it at the cafe. It was at a, a loft downtown because the cafe wasn't available, and it was a great experience. And then I went to see uh, my friend Brendan Constantine, was uh, featured a few months ago uh, at at the cafe, and it was it was just fun. They had some. I think the Berkeley Slam team was was in town, or and or maybe it was Berkeley. so a Bay Area Slam team that Charles Elick, uh heads up, and it was it was a lot of fun. So I'm glad you glad you got there and supported Beth. She's a great a great poet and uh, uh, puts together a good show.
6: Yeah, it was really uh, it was incredible. There was a lot of great art there. So I have a piece. I've been working with a woman named Paula Diggs, who's a local watercolor artist that I happen to see her work nearby at Follow Your Heart, right down the street from the Cobalt. Mm-hmm. And uh we, we got together and we've been collaborating and uh this piece which is entitled Bay Ray Sheet um is inspired by a canvas that she painted that uh is, is rather amazing and uh goes like this. Sonic booms, ear-piercing rings, reality's voice known upon awakening, angels scurry, directing traffic divine. There was a big bang last night, shards clashing and sparks flying, no more children crying. When we woke, there was a morning light in the desert, emerald pine emerald pine needles glisten in a mountain breeze and mother's milky ocean blew offshore her trades perfumed and sweet aurora borealis the supreme harbor allows for neighborliness and sharing absence of war and one upping celestial petticoats and raiment provincial our nakedness is cloaked in truth once again, all one, we are no two alike. Selflessness, nothingness, beings of purity, our souls are just. Last night, the Messiah came to
1: dinner. Wow, what'd you serve him? <laughs>
6: Little soul food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very good. You know, Braysheet, You you probably know this, uh, but uh, bray is the Hebrew word for um, well, it literally means in the beginning, right? Uh, and it's the very first word in the Bible yes, in Hebrew text, yes. And it's it's the name of the very first portion uh, as well the, of of the Bible in in Jewish circles. But uh, cool, um, great to uh, great to hear that.
0: Thank you. And how you. cool
1: that uh, that uh, her her. Uh, I mean, it's really neat when when art inspires art, you know, that was, a, a painting inspired that. Right. I know a lot of my work, uh, when I travel, uh, you know, I've been to Europe a bunch of times and, and most of my work has come out of, at least in recent years, has come out of trips that I've taken to those places and when you go to those places, a lot of what you do, at least what I do, is go into museums and look at the art you know? and uh, a ton of the stuff in, in my books is inspired just by looking at these paintings.
6: Yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh, it's a great channeling experience for sure.
1: Cool, John. Remind me what city you're, you're calling from. I'm in Calabasas. Calabasas.
6: Yeah, right, right around the corner from you. And I look forward to seeing you uh, on Tuesday nights again soon. And my class just finished at Pierce, and uh, I'm now open. Uh, I'm uh, they they let me loose on the streets again.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be sure to stay off them, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. Well, it's uh, we've had some good nights. Uh, last week, Amber Tamblyn, the actress Amber Tamblyn, uh, read at the Cobalt, and she brought tons of people. It was it was a really fun, strange, oh, nice. good good evening. So I'm I look forward to to hearing your work again live and in person at the Cobalt on Tuesday nights.
6: Yeah, thank you.
1: All right, John, thanks for calling in.
6: My pleasure. And terrific job, man. Keep it up. Thanks. All right.
1: All right. That was John Epstein from here in Southern California, calling from Calabasas. Uh, Moving right along, we have a caller from the six four six area code. Hello, are you there? Caller from the six four six area code. Hello. Yeah. Oh, you, Hello. You can hear me. You hear I me? I can hear it. I can. Oh great. Oh okay. I wasn't sure that was me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi. One of the one of the requirements for a calling in the show is that you have to know your own phone number <laughs> and recognize it when it's said out loud. Who is this, by the way? Uh, this is Deidre. Deidre. Where are Deirdre. you calling from, Deidre? Uh,
7: Tacoma Park, Maryland.
1: Tacoma right Park, outside Maryland. Of D.C. Right, right outside
7: of D.C. D.C., you said? Yes, right next to D.C.
1: Oh, so do you know uh, Susan Meehan, who called in earlier?
7: No, I don't. No, I, I, I don't get out much. Um, I was to Mother Tongue a few months ago, um, but I haven't been out um, very much here since I moved here in October. Yeah.
1: All right, well, Dieter, do you have a poem for us?
7: I do, I do. It's called Three Fortnights Away. Spring evening lends me its nose. Lebanon bologna's aroma through the screen window. Memory, white American bread, spicy brown mustard, mint iced tea, tiny flips of comfort, hand to mouth, the house, we breathe, Sisters return. In that's the whole thing. The whole thing.
1: <laughs> well, uh, brevity is the, is the soul of uh, wit of, of all things, really. Well done. Thank you. Mother tongue. What's that?
7: Um, it's it's a all. It's mostly an all-women's um, poetry um, event done here at the Black Cat on um, 14th Street in Washington, D.C. And um, they, they've been there for a lot of years. I've only gone a couple of times myself. but um,
1: it, Is it a weekly event or monthly?
7: It, it's a monthly a monthly event. I think it's the first Wednesday of every month now. Hmm. But they've taken the summer off, I heard. So they'll be back in, like, September or something.
0: I
1: see. Okay. So I shouldn't come because I'm not a woman. but um,
7: No, uh, you can come. But it, it's it's mostly women that that show up. I mean, there's there's a few guys, but mostly women. I'm sure they would let you read.
1: <laughs> well, next time I'm, I'm in D.C., I'll, I'll I'll show up. I'm I'm a fan of places where there's mostly women. There you go. All right, Deidre, thanks so much. For, thanks so much for calling in. Okay. Bye bye. And do call in again, okay? You bet. All right. It uh, was a Deidre calling from Tacoma Park. Maryland. Um, let's see, I've got three callers left on the line so far. I'm sure we can get to all three of you, but and we might be able to get to more, so feel free to call in. The number again is 646-716-7362. Uh, um, in order, just so you know when you're coming up, uh, that we've got someone from 206 area code. We've got someone from, well, it says 200 area code. That, that may be an international call or, or something of that nature. So if you're calling internationally, and I refer to you as the 200 area code, and that's not your phone number. Just speak up, and maybe that's you, but not yet. And then, finally, uh, 847 area code. Those are the three I have uh, uh, on the line right now. So uh, hello to caller from the 206 area code.
4: Hi. Hi. Uh, uh, My name's Janice Adams, and I want to read a poem called The Orange Taxi.
1: I'm Janice. Where are you calling from? Seattle. Seattle.
4: Yeah, I, I, um, I was just recently on the Poets of the Week uh, with Sweet, Me- Sweet and Mean and Absorption. I don't know if you remember those two columns. <laughs>
1: um, of course I do.
4: Okay, great.
1: <laughs> I, I memorize all of my Poets of the Week poems and poets and where they're from and all the details of their bios, and considering <laughs> that we've been doing this for ten years or so, uh,
3: I think I'm Are
1: you not serious? I think, actually, I think well, not not this radio show, but the uh, Poetry Superhighway uh, is now in its eleventh year. So yeah, we started in nineteen ninety seven. So um, okay, it's not true. I haven't memorized every <laughs> single uh, every single person, but um, but I do see um, that you were featured uh, in May with Brad Hatfield. Yeah, um, and ha- and sweet and how do you pronounce it? Mean? Sweet and mean. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Is it it's a it
3: it uh,
4: means like demeanor or um
1: you know the 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 way the face looks i see, and it's an English word, yeah yeah, but it, you um, know kind of the the, the
4: uh, whatever
8: <laughs>
4: don't they say it. one shouldn't shouldn't explain one's poems
1: <laughs> I guess it's good to know what a word means though if you don't know what it means and Frankly, there are so many English words that I, I don't, I don't know what they mean. So uh, I it's know good. it's a bother, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good. In <laughs> that's the words why, that's
4: why I use dictionary.com.
1: Or I use it myself. In the words of a uh, comedian Stephen Wright, uh, I was reading the dictionary and I thought it was a poem about everything.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great. <laughs>
4: um, okay, yeah. So I, I was really uh, very pleased to be chosen, and um, it's great having my poems there on Super on the Poetry Super Highway.
1: It was great that you sent them in.
4: Yeah, thanks. So should I go ahead with this poem? Let's hear it. It's called "The Orange Taxi," circa 1989. The orange taxi flags me in a haze hotter than any Seattle heat. It is past 10 p.m. I'm on a curb cleared customs, no bottles disturbed, checked through by my Kuwait University student. Suitcase stuffed with duty-free loot shoved into the sheffer boot, I tuck in back, exhausted, and chat a little Arabic with the bearded man who beads eyes at me in his rearview mirror. He shoots off, swoops the curve of the arrival's drive, past the red neon sign, Welcome to Kuwait. Then we dip into the desert black as oil. I'm looking forward to my bed. Capsule together, me and that taxi driver who maybe only, who only maybe understands how I can meander around the world. I wonder if we aren't alone, a man and woman, or if the desert, is, the devil is there with us. Past my reflection, I watch highway lights holding tight. The tires grit to a stop. He opens his door, comes around, hefts my suitcase to the ground. I count out pink bills, add back sheesh, say shukran. Then the orange taxi soaks into petroleum night. I bump upstairs, wheeling my bags, and collapse onto my bed, surprising summer squatting dust.
1: That's it. Nice. Now, have you actually been to Kuwait there, or...?
2: Yeah, I lived there
4: in the '80s before the invasion.
1: What did you do there?
4: I taught at Kuwait University. I taught English, and so this poem was a, a, a memory of you know just just the coming home after summer, and you're exhausted, you know, fly, from flying for twelve hours, and um, it it feels great to get into the taxi, but you know, also you're kind of it's a little, for, for women sometimes, kind of scary, you think about it.
1: The being in Kuwait, period, you mean? Do well, just
4: of- like in that situation, um, in a taxi with this man, you know, who's kind of going to be, a, it's a trust situation, you know.
1: Right. But
4: um, there, there weren't that many incidents or that many problems, so I didn't really worry. But, you know, you think of it.
1: And um, you mentioned um, saying an Arabic word in the poem. Do you speak Arabic?
4: I just spoke taxi driver Arabic, and I've forgotten a lot of it. But, yeah, in the 80s, before the invasion, there were um, a lot of, uh, there were more Palestinians and there were more Arabic speakers there, whereas um, after the uh, occupation, they kicked out a lot of those people uh, because their nation supported Saddam. So it was kind of an inter-
1: interesting situation. <laughs> hmm.
4: Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, that's uh, that, what a great an um, experience that must have uh, m- that must have been. Did a, did a, I mean I'm, I guess it's a silly question. Did a lot of poetry come come out of it, and you just read one? But uh, do you, I mean do you have more from that series? From
4: I that do. I, yeah, I do. I have a, a, a longer
1: poem. It's called the
4: NX, Expat Vote to Seattle. And it's kind of about the recidivism that a lot of, especially the English teachers that I knew. Hello. Yeah. Ah, you're there. Okay. Um, a lot of them, they would try to come back to the U.S. or to wherever they were from, to England, and then they pop back, you know, because um, it, it was, it, you know, it's pleasant. It's a wealthy lifestyle in the Gulf. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I did write a longer poem, and I'm, I'm starting to write more poems from that area, from that period of my life.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see more on the Poetry Superhighway at some point, And you, sh- you certainly are welcome to call in and and re- and read read again.
4: Yeah, I definitely will. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for calling. Um, uh, weather different in Seattle than in Kuwait?
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's just really wonderfully <laughs>
1: green here, and and we
4: only get. We don't get anything near. It's kind of like winter weather sometimes in August, but other than that, it's
1: pretty cool. <laughs> Fantastic, local. Well, cool. Great to great to uh, uh, virtually meet you, and um, okay. looking forward to to hearing you hearing more of your work in the future. Okay.
4: Well, thank you for doing this. It's great.
1: No problem. My pleasure. Thanks okay. for calling in. That was uh, Janice Adams calling from Seattle, Washington. She read a poem from her. Uh, experiences when she was an English teacher in Kuwait before the invasion. How many of you can say that? I don't see too many hands up uh, over there. Janice Adams, you can read a couple of short poems from her um, if you cl- if you go to the Poetry Superhighway and click on Past Poets Archive. She was featured the week of May 19th through 25th with another poet named Brad Hatfield and. Um, uh, and you can you can check out her, her poems and her her bio which is uh, much shorter than what we've already learned about her uh, as well so uh, check out her work and send her an email and tell her that you love her um, let's see, I've got two more callers on the line and uh, about 15 minutes left in the show uh, we might be able to fit some more in so if you want to call in um, we'll try to get to you the number to call is area code 646-716-7362 and um, moving right along, we have the caller from the non-existent area code from the 200 area code. Say hello. If you're if you're holding on the phone right now, just talks to see if I can hello. Hear you. Hello, yes, it's you.
8: Ah, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is this?
8: This is Lou Piero, and I'm from Hunter Hunterdon County in New Jersey. Ah.
1: Now uh, I'm wondering why, um, uh, wondering why you're coming up with a 200 area code.
8: I have no idea.
1: What's the name of your city again?
8: It's Hunterdon County. It's near Flemington, New Jersey.
1: Hunterdon County. Okay.
8: Right. We're a little bit rural, but we're not out of the country. At least may, I don't think so.
1: May, do you Do you have area codes over there?
8: Sure. My area code is 908.
1: Well, not according to my system. Oh well. <laughs> But that's okay, Lou. Um, great to great to for anyone from New Jersey to call, and I was born in New Jersey, so it was nice oh. to so to hear from New Jersey poets. Um, uh, let's share a poem.
8: Okay, this is a poem that I wrote for the uh, children of Uganda that have been suffering under the Lord's resistant army, and uh, that that whole scenario affected me so deeply that this poem was born from that. This is called Uganda's lullaby. When you walk the road to Gulu, step lightly and do not falter, do not even leave a footprint, lest fickle moon betray you. When you walk the road to Gulu, wrap your reach deep into the stillness as the night breeze blows above you. When you walk the road to Gulu, do not cry mother, lest your falling tears give drink to those who've come to hunt you. Cheetahs hide in the tall grasses, waiting for the weak ones. Cheetahs stalk the ones who falter, and their bones lie by the river. Learn to sleep with one eye open when the nightmares come to haunt you. Learn to sleep with one ear open when the sound of demons call you. Find your place in Gulu's doorways, So death's hand cannot find you. Find your place in Gulu's doorways. Let your shadows stand to guard you. Sleep beyond the word named fear, for the enemy awaits you. May your prayers rise up to heaven, for the angels bring tomorrow.
1: Mm. Lou, that was wonderful. Thank you.
8: You're welcome. And do you,
1: uh, do you participate in readings in Hunterdon County?
8: Yes. Um, we, uh, in Hunterdon County, I was a teacher in Hunterdon County, and we were very lucky to have the da- Dodge Foundation support poetry and teachers in our state. And through um, the Dodge Foundation offers workshops for teachers uh, in the wintertime, and it's a six-week workshop. And through that, I've met uh, other teachers, and we formed our own group called The Other Poets, and we actually uh, do perform in public, uh, and we've formed a, a very tight bond. We meet once a month, and we critique each other's work, and we're hoping to uh, put it together into a book.
1: That's great. Do you guys have a, a website or anything?
8: Uh, right now, we don't, but... That was a good uh that would have been a good plug for the other <laughs> poets.
1: <laughs> well, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do you want to give out your email or anything of that nature? Or yes, I have
8: do? an I have an email. It is um actually MadPoetess. M A D Poetess, poetess uh, twenty one at yahoo dot com.
1: MadPoetess twenty one at yahoo dot com. Yes. Thanks. And do you, are there is there a reading that's a public reading that anyone can can participate in that that you might know about that you you're involved uh, in?
8: In our area, hmm, there is a new there is a new moon cafe. It's in um, Lambertville, and they have a once a month open reading. Lambertville, right. New Jersey.
1: Cool. Well, it uh, was good to hear from my home state, uh, uh, even though I lived there for less than a year, I, I still remember it fondly.
8: <laughs> well, thank you so much for having this program, and I um, look forward to uh, participating more in your site.
1: Call in at uh, any time and certainly participate in the, in the site uh, at, in any way you'd like to. And, uh, and Lou, get that uh, area code checked. I will. <laughs> All right. Thanks thank for calling. You.
4: Bye-bye.
1: Bye. That was uh, Lou calling from uh, Huntington County, New Jersey. Um, we've got two callers left on the line. Uh, right now, going to a caller from the 847 area code. Hello.
5: Hello there, Rick. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks.
5: Great. Great. Glad to hear it. Who is it? This? This, um,
9: this is Sid Yiddish.
1: Ah, Sid. How you doing?
9: Good. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks. Um, Yet another Poetry Superhighway person who I, I've, I've, you know electronically interacted with, but never actually spoken to or met, so this is cool.
9: Yeah, it's always nice to hear somebody else's voice that you've kind of uh, written to and spoken with, you know, over these uh, many years, I guess.
1: Right. And where where are you calling from, Sid? Evanston, Illinois. Evanston. It's near Chicago. I was just uh, near Chicago. Really? Yeah, I was at a, a conference uh, at a at a camp in in Wisconsin actually, but we flew into Chicago and we discovered something very special about the Midwest. Um, Jimmy John sandwiches. <laughs> we don't have those in L.A. And they, I had a really excellent cheese sandwich with these with these hot peppers on it. It was like eating poetry. It was really good. <laughs> well,
9: they don't have a lot of things uh, in L.A. that they have here in the Midwest, you know.
1: Yeah, undoubtedly, it's a small little Podunk area where uh, very, very little to do or eat or see. Yeah, <laughs> it's like three <laughs> building, three buildings and a palm tree. um Sid, <laughs> you yeah. got a poem for us?
9: Yeah, I do. In fact, it's going to be a sound poem, and I'm going to throat sing it, and it'll be in four parts. It's called Michael Board Weasel Squeezer. Mm-hmm. My I, my my There. that's it
1: wow I, that's, that's certainly a first on the Poetry Superhighway um, uh, and I think it was augmented by some of the background noise as well um, Sid, very cool thanks, thanks um, I've studied throat singing this
9: will be my fourth year um, and I apply it pretty much everywhere I can
1: Cool. Well, um, thanks for applying it uh, here and giving a new experience for um, for a lot of us.
9: Oh, sure, my pleasure.
1: Sid, you got one uh, reading or book or website you want to plug? Uh, in um, area? let me think.
9: Um, only website I have is my MySpace um, page. And uh, okay, uh, it's www.myspace.com/sid underscore Yiddish. Yiddish with two
1: Ds. Yeah. And uh, I think it's... Yeah, yeah, two Ds. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Uh, And do do you... um, Are are there sound samples there? Can people hear more from you? um, Not there necessarily. Uh, They can hear... I've got another
9: page on MySpace um, where they can actually hear... Another version of what I just did, Michael Board Weasel Squeezer. If I can give that out, if that's okay. Of course. Okay, it's the same thing. Myspace.com/slash. Uh, uh, it'll be all together. It'll be Sid Yiddish the, and then I'll I'll spell this out. So it's Sid Yiddish the M I S H E G A S T E R, which it's Sid Yiddish the Mishagosh Master. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Well, we've certainly gotten a little bit of your Michigas today, so um, thanks for calling in, Sid, and please call in again, okay? Hey, no problem, Rick. Thanks, and have a great day out there. Thank you, too. Eat a Jimmy John's for me. (laughs) Sure. All right, that was uh, Sid Giddish from Evanston, Illinois, calling in. Um, I've got one more caller. We're going to try to squeeze you in uh, before we run out of time in a few minutes, so hello to the uh, the 818 area code.
10: Hey, it's Radomir. Rick, how are you?
1: Hey, Radomir. Good. How are you?
10: Good. I never knew you were born in uh, New Jersey. Where? Inglewood. Really? That's not far from where I lived. I lived in Jersey City. How about that? And you're right. L.A. is like uh, three houses and a palm tree. It's the largest strip mall in the world.
1: <laughs> I know. Anyway,
10: since you ain't got much time, I'll just do this poem as, uh, and, and try to get it in, in four minutes or whatever. Uh, it's cool. called the Is that okay?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
10: Okay. It's called The Coffee Bean in North Hollywood. I beg you to stay and oil my mornings, feed my afternoons, and salt and pepper my evenings. Without you, the ink would not flow, the prayers not reach the heavens, and the very reason for staying alive wiped away like graffiti from an indifferent wall. I sit by the window, and it is easy, so simple, it comes as quickly as a skyscraper in Manhattan. Wipes heartbeat, the river flowing beneath an old iron bridge like filling this cavity with brunette hair and transparent gazes. After these last two months, I should just put it on God's hands because mine are filled with calluses and warts from going one way on a two-way street. This table, these two chairs, save yet another dislogical day, another moonlit passage. To a cornucopia's rainbow, too bright today and too deadly tomorrow. To another f- twenty-four hours wasted, thinking of her who does not want me, who has hoovered my distress and colonized my darkness, and there we have it.
1: <laughs> Ratimer, perfect. That's uh, great timing on that. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Uh, Love hearing your work. That
10: throws that, throat, that throat, the poetry. That's a tough act to
1: follow. <clears throat> no doubt. But you're a you're a great writer, and you read your stuff well. So you, you held your own.
10: Thank you. Do you got time for me to plug a few things? Or you got to go?
1: i got to get going. Uh, okay. we have got about a minute left. I need to close up the show. But thanks so much. You're Radimer's uh, fellow caller from Southern California. Call in again, though, okay?
10: Yeah, God bless, Rick. Take care.
1: You too. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Radimer Luza. He's a poet uh, from here in Southern California who uh, also frequents uh, my reading at the Cobalt Cafe and runs readings on his own as well. Um, thanks to everyone for calling in. We've had 11 callers, I think more callers than uh, any other show So far from uh, East Canton, Ohio, Washington, Albuquerque, Delray, Florida, Ontario, Canada, Calabasas, California, Tacoma Park, Maryland, Seattle, Washington, Huntington County, New Jersey, Evanston, Illinois, and just finished up in L.A. Um, Our next reading will be on July 6th. That's our next worldwide open reading. And then we're going to have a special show the week after that in which the three judges of the Poetry Superhighway uh, Summer Poetry Contest will be on, talking about um, uh, reading their poetry, talking about uh, uh, what they're looking for when they score your poems. Uh, Check out the sponsorship information by clicking on Sponsor the 2008 Contest. Uh, from the main menu. Thanks everyone so much for calling in and for listening. And also, don't forget you can listen to all of the archived shows. Every one of these shows, once we finish it, is immediately available to listen to in the archives. So if you want to, if you're still in the mood for more, you can. There's about 10 other shows you can listen to um, on our uh, Blonde Talk Radio page. Um, everyone, have a great afternoon.